The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to Fantasy Sports Today here on this Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. It's week one of the college football season with a ton of games on this Thursday night. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, we're going to have a preview of those games, do a little DFS, I would say experiment on today's show too, because uh, DFS in college is quite different than doing it in the pros. But Davis, we just did not have college football this time last year. And I see a few top 25 teams playing, of course, tonight, a ton this weekend. And so a deep dive for us here on the show today. Yeah, college football hot and heavy. We have eight games tonight uh, on the FanDuel College Football Daily Fantasy slate. Uh, there might be more games being played than that, but I'm not sure. We have our FCS schools playing. We have some of our unranked teams playing. They don't always include those in the slate. But football is in the air. I feel like you can almost feel it. Probably you can't in South Florida, but I swear no. I stepped out of the front door of my house this morning, and I just felt – that crisp of the fall hit me for the very first time. And I was like, I just took a breath in and I'm like, yep, football is here. I can almost, I can almost feel the pigskin. Talk to me in a month from now. And I may have a little bit of that same feeling in the morning and the evening, but it does not get cool here in South Florida until November. Nonetheless, here are our headlines as we begin the show. A lot of college football, of course, to talk about. We'll dive into that. No doubt here on the program throughout the show. But uh, we got some other news in terms of some executives in baseball, as you heard from Chris. Bob Boone resigned yesterday over COVID policy. Boone has worked for the Washington Nationals for uh, a long period of time and also, I believe, has caught uh, maybe the third most games in the history of baseball, former All-Star World Series champion, uh, but doesn't want to get vaccinated, unlike his son who did. So uh, Boone has decided to step down. Also, Mets acting general manager Zach Scott arrested on DWI charges in New York yesterday as well. So the crazy news for the Mets continues. Nikhil Harry headed to the injured list. It has just not gone well for him since uh, coming out of Arizona State into the pros. No doubt he's made no impact on New England. Jacksonville will host the Packers and Saints in week one. And then I just saw... About 10 minutes ago in other uh, update in terms of an injury, Davis, and one I think that maybe you have your eye on today, which is, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't remember hearing anything about this, but Giovanni Bernard appears to be at least questionable for the first week of the season from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with uh, a high ankle sprain. I, I, don't, I didn't even remember seeing him hurt in any preseason game this season, but certainly that has to change some plans maybe on a couple of your teams, I guess, to start the season. Oh, 
It's absolutely brutal news. I mean, I, I, I certainly have some teams out there where Giovanni Bernard was being counted on for week one, where I just needed, uh, you know, four receptions, 40 yards, maybe uh, maybe a 20% chance of a touchdown. I would have been fine with that for Giovanni Bernard in week one. Does not seem like that's going to be happening. And I, the, the Buccaneers play the Thursday game. So that's oh, even a little right. bit, that's a little bit shorter of a, a timetable of recovery for Giovanni Bernard. So I, I think we can pretty much at this point say it's going to be Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette in the backfield in week one. And maybe, maybe Leonard Fournette is going to prove me wrong and take advantage of another running back injury and play well on third downs in that week one game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'll end up looking silly yet again. Uh, but yeah, we are we are getting injuries now. I, I do want to give a word of positivity for Enkeel Harry. It's much better than being on the physically unable to perform list because if you go on the pup list this early in the season, that means that you are out for a minimum of six weeks. But if you're on the IR, you can return after three weeks. So a couple teams have actually done this where they kept guys on the roster, then they immediately placed them on the designated for return IR so they can use that roster spot on someone else, you know, a special team or a fourth quarterback, an extra kicker, whatever. And then they can kind of try guys out over these next 10 days, right? We're waiting for the NFL season to start. Guys can still be there in practice. They can continue evaluating guys and use that roster spot. So it's possible that Harry is not actually, you know, you you hear IR, you see IR and you're like, oh, that guy's season is done. But it's not quite that dramatic with the new NFL roster rules. Yeah. So uh, look, it'll it'll be very interesting to see uh, what that means in week one for the Bucks, And there'll probably be some massive overreaction to who fills in for Bernard and does what. I mean, that's just kind of what we do one week from tonight, by the way, the NFL season begins. So uh, we'll keep you updated throughout the day on that. Also, uh, Paul Millsap has signed a deal with the Brooklyn Nets. He was a free agent, so he's headed there as well. Uh, Davis, the Mets just can't get out of their own way, I guess, right? Like, I mean, it, it, will there be a day we come on here ever where we can just say, hey, the Mets are doing everything right, everything's going great? It's just, I mean, they just find trouble always. There was like a four-day period where the Mets were like, we're not the LOL Mets anymore. You have to take us seriously. We signed Francisco Lindor. We have Jacob DeGrom. We're going to win the division, and we're sitting here uh, the morning, or I guess for you, the afternoon of September 2nd. And what do we have to say? LOL Mets. They just, they're, they're a mess, you know, not going to win the division. Jacob DeGrom's not coming back. It's uh, the kids would call it a tough scene. I think. Yeah, definitely. So they'll play the Marlins tonight. We'll see how that goes for sure. All right. We're off and running here on this first day, really officially of the week one of college football. Of course, we had some games last week. We're going to dive very heavy into some college football tonight. So I'm looking forward for Davis and I helping you a little bit with DFS and also taking a look at some of the point spreads tonight for those of you who are interested uh, in wagering on FanDuel. So stay with us on the grid. Two hours of fantasy sports talk, college football sports talk, fantasy football sports talk. We got to cover it for you. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. A lot of you are getting ready for your upcoming fantasy football draft this weekend. I know I am. I've got two drafts on Monday, the two bigger drafts that I have, one in the afternoon and one in the evening. So uh, Jewish holidays and all, going to have to figure this one out <laughs> coming, into, coming into the fantasy football draft season. But I'm, uh, I'm up for some sleepers here today, Davis, because I, I feel like now I've been through some mocks and helped some people out and gone through their drafts with them. Looking for some names very late in the draft on Monday that I can kind of pick out from uh, from a bunch of others and expect decent things. I don't know. I never I never have huge expectations for the last few rounds of a fantasy draft, but you never know. And better to draft them than have to go on the waiver wire and worry about that. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing we're trying to accomplish with this exercise is we're just trying to beat people to the waiver wire after week one, you know, looking ahead like, oh, this guy played more than we expected in a good offense, or this guy played less than we expected in a good offense, or this guy had a surprising volume week in week one. That's that's really what you're trying to accomplish with your later round picks. And we've talked about this on the show before, but of course, half of your roster that you drafted in your fantasy league, they're they're going in the bin, right? You're, you're going to cut those guys. Like, go go look at your fantasy team last year from week 16 and then go look at the team you drafted before week one and you're barely going to recognize it after all of the roster moves that you made so these guys we're about to talk about pretty good chance you're actually going to end up cutting them but uh, I like that exercise that we did yesterday so I thought we would run Mm -hmm. through some more potential guys who could break out with truly the last pick of your draft well the last time we saw an NFL game if I'm not mistaken maybe I'm wrong is uh, somebody hitting big on a prop, and his name was Byron Pringle in the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure that that was the guy who uh, basically has been a non-factor on the Chiefs now for two years. 2020, he had 13 catches, 160 yards, one touchdown, 17 interceptions. But Davis, this is the Chiefs, and Sammy Watkins is gone. And I suppose if Hardman doesn't become the guy that you think he'll be, and Demarcus Robinson doesn't become the thing that everybody wants him to be, then we'll have Byron Pringle to talk about again this season. And I, and I know it sounds like he's like the fourth guy on, on KC, but that could be like the first guy on another team. Yeah, so that, I mean, you basically just laid out the case, which is that the third wide receiver on the Chiefs might score more points than the top wide receiver on the Detroit Lions or the Houston Texans or the New York Jets or whatever. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they were actually passed by the uh, Buffalo Bills last year in terms of pass rate above expectation. 
But the 2019 Chiefs, when Patrick Mahomes won the MVP, no team in NFL history other than, I believe, the 2011 Saints passed more often relative to game script, right? Relative to down distance and game script. So you, you, it's, it's convoluted, but basically the Chiefs pass the ball a lot. That's really all I'm trying to get to there. They don't have Sammy Watkins. They don't have a second tight end. We don't really know how much they're going to be throwing to the running backs. They had in 2019, they threw to the running backs a decent amount. But last year, they really did not throw to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Darrell Williams all that much. So if Patrick Mahomes throws 700 times, Let's say, let's charitably say exactly half of those go to Travis, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. That's still like 90 to 100 targets for Hardman. And then you're talking about another 200 unallocated targets there. Byron Pringle looks like he's won that third wide receiver job for the Chiefs. And that's about all that I can kindly say about him. It's not like he's a great athlete or anything like that, but it does look like he is going to play in the best offense in football. Yeah, and if that's the case, why not take a flyer and see what happens? Now, the Atlanta Falcons last season, for a period of time, lost Julio Jones. I think they may have lost Calvin Ridley for a week or two. They were, like, down to very little, and, and Russell Gage was was the guy. And then there was this other guy named Zacchaeus, and I remember him well, Davis, because I think that he had, like, a game or two where he looked like he could be viable in fantasy, but he was playing behind two wide receiver ones. And last year he had 20 catches, 274 receiving yards, he also had a touchdown, and I'll tell you what, 32 targets. I mean, that is two targets a game on a very good offense. Now Julio Jones is gone, and Calvin Ridley's the guy, and, and simply put, everyone is drafting Russell Gage, I suppose, as the number two. Are they making a mistake here? Is there somebody else? Is it Zacchaeus? That's what I think. That is basically my supposition, is that I think that Zacchaeus is the better fit to play on the outside than Russell Gage is. And you might say, well, why would it matter about playing on the outside? And I just think, and I bet you will agree with me on this. Don't you just think Kyle Pitts is going to be the slot wide receiver? Like they're not asking Kyle Pitts to block. Kyle Pitts is not lining up hip to hip with the left tackle. I think a majority of Kyle Pitts' snaps are going to come out of the slot. I, I think he will be split wide and by the way, I think that means that they're going to play Hayden Hurst a lot as well. I think they're going to do loads of 12 personnel, which is one running back, two tight ends. And that will leave, of course, Calvin Ridley on the outside in one spot. But Russell Gage is a pure slot wide receiver. He's small, not a good run blocker, you know, all these things that we know. He's like a decent athlete. And, I mean, Russell Gage is one of my uh, shortest positions in fantasy football. I, I don't think I have taken him at all up into this point maybe you know and maybe i'll be wrong but zacchaeus is just a better size speed fit on the outside and you know he's been in the league long enough that we probably don't have to think about the player he was in college but he was an extremely extremely good college player he returned kicks he returned punts he was uh used as a rusher and as a receiver when he was in school that's always something i love because what does that tell us he was the best athlete on his team when a guy gets used like that in college, that tells us he was a really good athlete and the coaches were trying to you know, use the, the ball in a creative way to get him in space. So Zacchaeus, 17th round, 18th round, I actually, I actually really like him. I think, he is, um, I think he's very strong as a, as a late round dart. Yeah, and, and with Pitts, you know, even at Florida, Davis, a couple of things. First is he was more of a guy that would chip the linebacker as opposed to block him. And then secondly... I mean, listen, you got to call it call it what it is. I mean, Pitts got hurt a bunch, Davis, also. He missed games. So 
Um, you know, you never know. I mean, maybe Zacchaeus moves into a, a bigger role this season. That could that could happen possibly. Now, the final name is one that's new to me for fantasy here. Now, I do remember Josh Palmer a little bit from Tennessee, but only because of the SEC. And Tennessee did not have a quarterback, Davis. I, I don't. I would. I would guess the entire time that Josh Palmer played there. But apparently, he's on the Chargers. And over the course of his career, 99 receptions, 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns. And so this is going to be an education for me as to why he shows up here as a late-round sleeper. Uh, I mean, I I suppose you can make a lot of different cases for injuries and and age on the the opposite side of the Chargers. I don't think Keenan Allen's doing what he's been doing for five more years, and Mike Williams is never healthy. So who is Josh Palmer, and tell us why he should be taken late. So this is an exercise in humility for me, basically, right? What do I always say in the Sports Grid 60, like once a week, I remind everyone, I don't know anything, you don't know anything either. Palmer, a pretty clear case of me not knowing anything. You are right, he had no quarterback play at Tennessee, but even by the standards of having no quarterback play, he was pretty disappointing. I was floored when the Chargers took him in the third round of the NFL draft. I thought it was a terrible selection. I still kind of think it wasn't that good of a pick. I think they probably should have taken Talon Wallace, but lots of people who don't do, you know, analytical analysis of college players, they they watch the film, they watch these guys play. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys who do that said Josh Palmer's really good and he just got misused in this Tennessee offense and that actually he does have upside at the NFL level and it does appear that the Chargers coaching staff agrees with them because they cut Tyron Johnson who was their third wide receiver last year. They didn't even stash him on the practice squad. They just straight out cut him, leaving the third wide receiver job for the Chargers to Josh Palmer. I don't know if he's any good or not, but I do know that I want pieces of the Chargers offense. That's a good offense. Justin Herbert is a good young quarterback. I think they're going to score a lot of points. They'll have a pretty easy schedule. So there you go. There's your Josh Palmer bull case. Yeah, and and not a a player that's on my radar at all. So... Perhaps that will help somebody in the last round of a fantasy football draft, especially those of you who are drafting in the 17th, 18th round in 15-team leagues, or maybe even 12th. Okay, coming up next, we're going to talk about the rookies in fantasy going into the season. We're one week away. We'll look at the average draft position and a lot of first-year players next here on Fantasy Sports Today. So stay on the grid. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's our final look at the average draft position of rookies in fantasy football. And those of you who are listening, it's your final listen to this because the season starts next week. It's basically put up or shut up time for rookies. And I, and I suppose, Davis, before we get into the average draft position of a lot of these players, uh, last year you and I did a radio show for Sports Grid. We previewed this season. And and you made the astute comment that this looks like one of the best wide receiver fantasy classes ever, and it did work out that way in year one. So that was pretty prophetic. We had about five guys that looked like their future Pro Bowlers, Hall of Famers, and a couple of others that even though they were just okay, you know, we're taking them pretty high this year in fantasy as well. So uh, as we are one week away, Davis, uh, what will be your opinion of this rookie draft class as it compares to last year and maybe even years past? I definitely don't think that this year's wide receiver class is going to be as good as last year's. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase, I think, would have still been probably the first wide receiver drafted last year. He is that good of a prospect, you know, even better than Lamb, even better than Justin Jefferson. In fact, when Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson played together in college, it was actually Chase who was the better and more productive player. But it, there is a drop-off from Chase to Smith, Waddle, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore. You know, those guys are definitely just in a different category than the guys who who went so early last year. I mean, I think even a guy like Henry Ruggs, who we have kind of left for dead at this point, still has a lot of upside and, and certainly could break out in year two. I think what we will rightfully remember this year's rookie class, the 2021 NFL draft class, I think we will remember the quarterbacks because it looks like there are, you know, if I had to guess, I bet at least three of these guys end up being like six, seven, eight year quality starters in the NFL, which is way above the average expectation of a draft class. All right. So let's take a look this year at the average draft position of the five top quarterbacks in fantasy as it stands going into your draft this weekend. Trey Lance sits right at the top at 102. We haven't seen his ADP move up or down. It's been pretty solid. He looked good in the preseason. And now, of course, we know he'd probably miss a week. Trevor Lawrence sitting there around the 10th, 11th round. Justin Fields, I, I see a little dip from where he was a couple of weeks ago. He's at 119 overall. Zach Wilson has moved up a little bit. He is at 181, so very late in the draft. And then, of course, uh, this Mac Jones, 216, looks to me like uh, by the time we kick off next Thursday night, Mac Jones will move up maybe to, I don't know, 190, 200, something along those lines. He's probably going to be a little bit of a riser. A lot of that's baked into not knowing if he was going to be the quarterback or not. So let's break it down. Who gives you the best value, Davis? Who did you end up taking the most from this group? Well, you are basically looking at Lance, Lawrence, Fields, and Wilson being four of my six most drafted quarterbacks. The other guys are Tua down there in Miami and then Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. But I think that the value offered by these rookie quarterbacks, you know, I, I just really don't know if we'll ever see anything like this again. Where does a lot of value come from fantasy football quarterbacks? Of course, it comes from rushing because so many quarterback passing statistics are basically going to look the same. You know, just kind of your average quarterback is going to go out on a Sunday, 
throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns. Then when they get that third touchdown or they get, uh, you know, 350 yards or whatever, they provide a little bit of that excess value, but it's that rushing that really both increases ceiling and raises the floor. And all of these guys run a little bit, right? Lance, an extremely good runner in college. Trevor Lawrence, a better runner than people give him credit for. We talked about that on the show yesterday. Justin Fields, a phenomenal rusher, right? 4-4 speed as a quarterback. I think he's going to do a lot of running and scrambling early on in Chicago. And Wilson is mobile, but not not a runner. I mean, I, I think maybe he could run for 300 yards over the course of the season or something like that. Now, Mac Jones, I don't think will run at all. He does go very late in these drafts, though I, I, I've been doing drafts this week and seen him go as high as like pick 130, which feels crazy to me because I think the Patriots are just going to run the ball so much. I'm not as interested in having Mac Jones as my fantasy football quarterback, but all these other guys, Lance, Fields, Lawrence, Wilson, I think they are, those are basically my biggest bets at the quarterback position this season is all the rookies. By the way, if we were having the same conversation a month and a half ago, two months ago, I remember Jalen Hurts still being one of your favorites. Has Tua closed the gap with Hurts for you, Davis? I know that Tua is not going ahead of Hurts in any fantasy football draft. Have you pivoted on that where you're you're letting Hurts go and then a few rounds later taking Tua or you haven't done that? You're still with Hurts. No, definitely. I am definitely I am pivoting. I, I actually greatly prefer to uh, where he goes to Jalen Hurts. You know, a lot of the times you still have to spend a top 100 pick on Jalen Hurts, whereas you can take Tua more in that round 13, 14 range. Now, of course, Hurts is going to be a better rusher than Tua, right? Because that's what Jalen Hurts does. But I expect Tua to have much better passing statistics. I mean, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki. That is a pretty formidable group of pass catchers there in Miami. And uh, I, I do not share the belief of Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, that they would be better off trading for Deshaun Watson. I think that they should definitely stay pat and let Tua do his thing. All right. Now let's move over to running back. And the top running back going into the fantasy season is Najee Harris, who's basically going Early second round, very late first for most fantasy owners. Javante Williams is second, as you see there. Trey Sermon from Ohio State. It checks in you know, somewhere around the 68 range, 65, 50 range. Michael Carter of the Jets seemingly has a pretty good opportunity. He's going 101. And Ramondre Stevenson has been a pretty big riser based on his preseason performance. He is at 147. So... Uh, you know, Harris is the one that's going to get the most volume to start the season. But by the time we get to the end of the season, Davis, who do you think will have provided the most value? Well, the one I like the most was Travis Etienne. Unfortunately, he is now on the IR with that Liz Frank injury. Now the one I like the most at cost is Javante Williams, though I've really warmed up to Trey Sermon. Remember we were talking about on the show last week, you know, kind of some of what we've learned from preseason. And I basically watched about 10 minutes of Trey Lance inside of this 49ers offense. And I was just like, good luck, good luck opposing defensive coordinators because Kyle Shanahan is so good at designing plays and the added element of a quarterback who can bowl over your 300 pound defensive lineman. Like the, the first time Trey Lance stiff arms a defensive lineman and throws him to the ground, it's going to be like one of the most shared clips on Twitter. I guarantee you that's going to happen. I just think it's going to be just an absolute nightmare to defend the 49ers ground game. So I'm, I'm getting more into Trey Sermon. I definitely want to drop this note here because I want this to exist for posterity's sake. 
Michael Carter is going to be a gigantic fantasy bust this year in, in fantasy football. Right now, right now as it stands, he couldn't beat out Ty Johnson to be the third running back for the New York Jets. Like they like he is he is down on this depth chart. And and it would it would not surprise me if he gets like two carries in the first game of the season. There are going to be people out there who drafted him in the eighth round who were like, you know, I gotta start Michael Carter, and he is just gonna really disappoint them. It it sounds like they're really planning on using Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson to start the year. And I mean, remember week two of the preseason, Michael Carter was out there in the fourth quarter getting carries. He was getting carries of like guys who are now, uh, you know, working at grocery stores, bagging groceries. Like it's, it's not a good scene for, for Michael Carter as it stands. It sounds like Keyshawn Vaughn year one a little bit. There. Yes. Didn't, didn't contribute. Yeah. All right, let's go to the uh, wide receiver position. And boy, Jamar Chase had a tough preseason, that's for sure. We'll see if it translates over to the regular season or if uh, this ADP jumps a little bit. Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner at 71. Jalen Waddell just passed him at 82. Elijah Moore, strong start. Weak finish to the preseason at 98. I could say the same thing about Rondell Moore. Looked really good very early on. Didn't hear his name at all toward the end. And Amon Ross St. Brown checks in. Uh, late in your draft, not getting drafted in some leagues, 157. So, I mean, look, it's very obvious that uh, we got some projects here, Davis. Like, you probably have two or three bona fide potential stars in the NFL going into the year. A couple ended up in good spots. A couple ended up in questionable spots, and that's part of it as well. Uh, is Waddle basically your guy, like, of all of these in terms of ADP, or do you think that Rockwell Moore has a chance to shine, or maybe somebody else here? I mean, I like I like all these guys. I uh, I like Jamar Chase where he goes, and in fact, you you can see from his ADP he's fallen a little bit. You used to have to take Jamar Chase in the fourth round. Guy drops three passes in the preseason, and all of a sudden, no one wants him. Uh, that's a great example of of a way to react to the market doing something inappropriately. Devonta Smith, it's hard for me to draft him. Not that I don't think he has upside, but where you're taking Devonta Smith, you have to take him over Michael Gallup. Honestly, you have to take him over Will Fuller. You know I love Will Fuller. Even even like Juju Smith-Schuster, I think I prefer him. Waddle, you're right. I love Jalen Waddle. I mean, I've, I've been effusive in my praise of Jalen Waddle on this show. But to me, like, there is a value in just passing the eye test, right? And when you watch Jalen Waddle with the ball, you're just like, I don't know. He just looks like a stud, right? And, and that definitely is part of it. Um, so I, I like him. Elijah Moore, I like. Rondale, though... I mean, Rondell could catch 100 passes. Honestly, he really could because of the way this Arizona Cardinals offense works. If they just throw him all those short passes they used to throw Larry Fitzgerald, he is going to catch a ton of balls. Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions. We've talked a lot about the Lions wide receivers. I just am not interested. I just do not want Lions players on my fantasy teams. Yeah, and, and he'll get an opportunity at some point. And, and look, Goff uh, you know, is, is looking at different targets this year. Maybe he's somebody to watch develop over the course of the season. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. Plenty more fantasy to get to coming up. We're going to do a lot of college football discussion in our second hour of the show as well. For those of you who are checking out, make sure you catch it on demand. We're going to take a look at the games against the spread. Is a Thursday night showdown in uh, in Gopher Town going to be enough for Minnesota overcome Ohio State? Well, that's a good question. We'll talk about that coming up. No. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you're looking to keep track of all of our fantasy advice throughout the preseason in the NFL with still one week to go, make sure you go over to Twitter and download the app and follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. The things we're talking about here on this show get posted throughout the day by our great social media team, not just our show, also the early line, the morning after, Scott Farrell going coast to coast, Gabe Morrency, Cam Stewart, all of the people here on the network, including Dave Sharapan, the sportsbook consigliere who uh, tweets more than anybody here on uh, on apparently here on Sports Grid. Every time I pull up the app, I see Dave tweeting something. So I'm sure he's part of it as well. I don't know what, when he sleeps. He's always on there. Nonetheless, follow us on Twitter, download it, and uh, and let us know what you think about some of the shows. Okay, one thing I am looking forward to, Davis, is this NFL season starting because while I enjoy the advice that we've given out, it does feel like like let's get it going. Like I'm I'm, I'm kind of ready for it at this point. Uh, but still a few days until we get there. So let's give out some what I would call last-minute advice over on the FanDuel Sportsbook and take a look at some passing props today. We're going back to Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. His total right now on FanDuel is 3-7-5-0. All the juice on these passing totals look to be different, but this one is minus 112 to win 100. And he had 1,000 passing yards last season in four starts. So if we were to extrapolate with Jalen Hurts playing 17 games this season, he would fly over 3750, but you cannot do that with this quarterback. And so I feel like Davis, if he makes 15 starts, Jalen Hurts is going to hit it. But I do have a little bit of trepidation here because I am a little concerned that what if he goes through a slump, like a Daniel Jones slump, like a Tua Tagovailoa slump? Would Philly pull the plug for a week or two, make him watch? and put in Gardner Minshew, that's the only fear I have there. But I do think Hurts gets a great chance to start every game this season for them. I think he is going to start every single game. I mean, the worry that I had for a little while, and this actually impacted his fantasy football ADP. Remember when it was reported that the Eagles really wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson? 
for a while, Jalen Hurts was going as like uh, the 85th overall pick in a lot of these fantasy football drafts. You can get him later now. He's more like a 10th or 11th round pick. Craig, you already know exactly where I'm going with this. I am I am taking the over. I think he plays 17 games. Uh, he is a, an absolute warrior. I definitely think that uh, he's not going to have any trouble staying healthy. Definitely the type of guy to play through some mild injuries. So you kind of you kind of like that about him. And, you know, the Eagles were a mess last year, and that kind of colors a lot of our perception of the team. But they did try to improve the, uh, you know, their offense. They are going to have a healthy Zach Ertz back. Ertz actually was at the Eagles press conference yesterday saying that this was the most fun offseason of his career. They have Devonta Smith. I still think Jalen Rager can play. Now, that might not be a very uh, – that I actually, I know that's not a popular opinion, but – I have Jalen Hurts projected for 4,149 passing yards. Uh, I, so I, I am definitely going uh, the over here. And by the way, the way the NFC East is structured, I don't think you have to worry about any of those teams not playing their starters in Week 18. I think that division probably comes down to Week 18. Yeah, fair point. Same thing in the NFC East um, with another quarterback. And this one is Daniel Jones of the New York Giants, Davis's least favorite team in the NFL season. All of his... NFT money is going to go toward the under on their season win total. The total on Jones's number this year is 3799.5, minus 112. He threw for almost 3,000 last year in 14 games. And once again, we played the extrapolation game. If Daniel Jones starts 17 games, probably goes way over this number. And I suppose that's what FanDuel's showing you this year. Uh, Jones is going to have to take another jump here, another leap. I don't love the backups for the Giants. So I really just don't think there's another option here, Davis. And, you know, uh, you, I know you're not a big fan of, of this team. So I'm going to guess an under is coming here. An under is coming here, not because I don't think he won't get there. I, you know, I do think if he plays 17 games, I think he's probably a pretty significant favorite to get over this. But with the quality of this Giants offensive line, I don't know if he can get through 17 healthy games. You want to know, you want to know how bad the offensive line is for the Giants. This is gonna you'll this will make you laugh, Craig. The Giants offensive line is so bad, they traded for an offensive lineman from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's how bad it is. That is how bad the situation is uh, up front for the New York Giants. You know, they have Jason Garrett, one of the worst offensive minds in football calling plays. And then when they fire Joe Judge and Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens is there as the offensive uh, quality mm -hmm. control coach and tight ends coach. So don't necessarily think that there is a cavalry incoming for the New York Giants. I, I'm going under on Daniel Jones because I, I don't imagine him playing 17 healthy games. And also there's just some chance of him getting benched because the team is 2-10 and 10 and they need to try something different. So uh, I have this projected close anyways. I have Daniel Jones for about 3,900 yards. So with the possibility of injury or benching, I'm going to go under on Daniel Jones. All right, so under on Daniel Jones, under on the Giants this season for sure. Over on on um, Barkley's yards, though, you had that. Okay. Now, yep. let's see if David can go against his religion here. We have Dak Prescott, 2021 passing yards, with a heavy lean on FanDuel on the under. 4775 and a half is the number. You can see there it's minus 130 to win 100. Why don't they just adjust this and even it out? I mean, why don't they just – doesn't FanDuel just make this 4700 instead? I don't know. Anyway. Over 4775 uh, plus 102. Davis, it's it's just all about health. Like Prescott 
play 17 games, he may break the all-time record for a single season. I mean, I, I do feel that way. But, boy, I, I don't know. I didn't see him at all. I'm just going on reports. I'm counting on Jerry Jones. It's dangerous. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't actually sound like they're the, the team is all that worried about this injury. Sounds like his shoulder is is pretty good to go at this point. And that, you know, had all of this been occurring during the regular season, he would have just been rested during the week, but would have been fine to play their games. So I am I am in. I mean, you I, you could have just done this analysis for me. We could have just had you do your impression of me as we as we went through this segment. But of course, I am going over here. I have Dak Prescott projected for the fourth most passing yards in the NFL. Uh, I have Dak Prescott projected for the third most fantasy points amongst quarterbacks. I think he's got the best chance of. Uh, I actually think the Cowboys and not the Chiefs have the best chance of replicating that 2013 Broncos team that's basically going to live in fantasy football lore for the rest of time. They have talented players at every single position. They got a bunch of offensive line guys back and they bolstered the offensive line in free agency and via the draft. So even if two guys get injured, they will have capable players able to slot in there. They have a great pass catching running back in Tony Pollard. I really don't think you can name a better wide receiver group than CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I mean, maybe, maybe the Bengals would, would be close uh, maybe the Titans with AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Of course, they don't have a third wide receiver of note. But yeah, going going over on Dak, and uh, would not surprise me if he gets over this one comfortably with a game or two to spare. Yeah, it looks it looks to me like uh, a healthy Dak gets you five thousand for sure. All right, finally, here's my favorite one of all: Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Washington Football Team. His total is thirty nine hundred, which is higher than Daniel Jones. And it's minus 112 to win 100. He threw for 2,000 yards last year in nine games. And I guess, uh, FanDuel, you just extrapolate this one again. Give him 16 games, 15 games. He goes over this total. But, uh, Davis, I am going to go under here pretty easily. I, I I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was really fun to deal with here in South Florida for a few years. But uh, I, I don't think he's starting every game this year. It's just it's the rite of passage, Davis. He plays a few games. He looks really good. He looks horrible for a couple. They bring in the backup. The backup looks worse. They bring back in Fitzpatrick. How how can I bet an over on that? I can't do that. Thirty nine hundred total. I mean, you just laid out the entire case, which is, uh, you know, if I had to say to you, you know, who is the most likely quarterback to not end the season as the starter? So not even via injury, but actually just to be replaced due to performance results. Who do you think is the most likely guy to be replaced? I mean, the first guy would probably, you'd say Tyrod Taylor for the Houston Texans. You know, at some point they're going to bring in Mm -hmm. Davis Mills or Jeff Driscoll or whoever, just because that Texans situation is such a mess. But then I think probably uh, Fitzpatrick Dalton. or think, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, I'm not even. I'm not even counting that. I'm not even counting the rookies. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I know. I'm not even counting Andy Dalton or or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because we just know that's coming. Uh, okay. But of of guys who are ostensibly the 17 game starter, I think Fitzpatrick and Teddy Bridgewater are the guys who are most likely to be replaced. And also, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick has had some injuries in his career. 38 years old. I mean, you know, you take a shot at 38. It's a little bit different than taking a shot at the age of 30. Uh, I mean, I guess the Washington football team does have a, a pretty decent offensive line, but I mean, I just, I cannot imagine betting this over. You'd have to be so bullish on the Washington football team. You'd have to be so bullish on him being healthy and starting for 17 games. I mean, this feels, 
just just as easy as it is to take the over for Dak, this one feels just as easy to bet the under. Yeah, the thing the thing with this is that is that Davis. What's really incredible about this number, the reason why I like the under, he could throw for thirty seven hundred yards and have a great year for Washington and play almost every game. Maybe four thousand yards for this guy. Like, I mean, I, I know that I think he's had one year of doing it, but I, I don't see it in Washington. And and his track record everywhere he goes tells you he's the most popular backup quarterback and a great lightning rod as a starter for a couple of weeks. But then, you know, the wheels fall off. It's a fumble. It's one touchdown, three picks. It's the next game, one touchdown, two picks. And then in the third, new quarterback comes in, plays pretty well. They start that guy for a couple of weeks, and then Fitzpatrick naturally comes back in. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't get this one, I, I, I guess, of all. So, to recap, uh, pick one of your favorite here from this. Is it the Dak one or is it the Fitzpatrick one? No, it's it's the it's totally the Dak over because like um you know and we 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 should probably talk about stuff like this more. But you need to be making your your bets in concert with one another, right? And one of my big like bets that. is in mm-hmm. fantasy football. I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott. I'm taking Ceedee Lamb. I'm taking Amari Cooper. I'm taking Dak. I'm taking Tony Pollard. I'm taking Michael Gallup. So I don't want to short out all that other action by hedging against myself and betting the under there. Uh, and also, just while we're here talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, his game logs on Pro Football Reference, some of the funniest stuff you can ever see. Remember his six-touchdown game against the Tennessee Titans, 358 yards and six passing mm-hmm. touchdowns? So, like, that that stuff is funny. He, Do you think he's the only quarterback in NFL history with a six-interception game and a six-touchdown uh, six game? He's got to be because uh, as a member of the Jets in week three in 2016 – he had 188 yards, zero touchdowns, and six interceptions. Like that's hilarious. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, there there have been other. Yeah, six is, feels like a lot. Yeah, like that. Like the five five. I could, I would say even Favre probably did that at, at one point. Um, you know, going back. But yeah, no, that's it's it's definitely possible. I like the guy. Look, I I hope he has a good year. But um, and, and the one thing that would portend to him playing. The entire season is if the division is close and they're kind of like, ah, he's not great, but we're close. We're still in it. But Davis, God forbid, Washington does not get off to like a good start. Oh, this, this they, they are going to pull this plug very fast and put uh, Heineke, is it? Taylor Heineke, right, as the backup and put him in yes. for, for a period of time. Yeah, And I don't think Heineke's that great either, but Heineke showed it off at the end of last year with Alex Smith out that you know what, they're giving him a chance to play at some point this year. Okay, we'll take a quick timeout here on Fantasy Sports Today as we wrap up this first hour of the show. We've got Chris coming up with the headlines here at the top of the hour. So stay on the grid. We'll be back in just two minutes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Of course, we're covering college football very heavy for you in the second hour of the show. Davis, I don't know if, you know, I know that you're not locked very much into baseball like me here at the end of the season. I don't know if you caught what your favorite team's general manager said, Dayton Moore of the the Kansas City Royals, basically said yesterday, and I know this is going to break your heart a little bit, that Adalberto Mondesi, no longer an everyday player for the Kansas City Royals. Just just stuck the knife in just like that. And Davis, they're moving Mondesi to third base moving forward. So, um, you know, he's back. He's hitting well. But it looks like our that's fantasy bullish. Run from- yeah. That's, yeah. That's bullish. No, third base is bullish. He's less likely to get hurt playing third base. I mean, let me tell you this. Let me just fast forward to you and I next March. Alberto <laughs> Mondesi is going to be going in the seventh round, and I'm going to be saying, Craig, look. Oh. If he plays 120 games, if he gets two days off a week, and then you mix in one 15-day stint to the IL, he's still going to steal 50 bases. Even 120 games, one trip to the IL, he still steals 50 bases, hits 18 home runs, and I'm going to be like, Craig, we got to take him. We got to do it. I mean, and by the way, I'm not locked into baseball, but I am locked in to our NFBC main event team because we are now in third place. We're now in third place of our league. We're, we're scraping it together, and we just got Mondesi back. We just got our second-round pick back for basically the first time all year. So we are, I, we're locked in. I am, I am following the, uh, the 18 guys that we are starting on our NFBC main event team. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting uh, 120 games from Mondesi would be a miracle. I mean, I think, is he going to play 20 games this year? I mean, I, I don't know. But uh, I'll put him back in my lineup next week in my uh, labor team. I'm in, I think, third or fourth place, so maybe he'll help me down the stretch too. But all right, that's our baseball update for the day. Plenty more to come. Top of the hour, we have Chris with the update, and then uh, Davis and I will be back. We'll cover college football tonight. So stay on the grid right here on Fantasy Sports today. Also, in-game live. Wow, what a great night it will be to be here on Sports catching all of the action live. So we'll be right back in two minutes. Stay with us. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.